1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Good morning, everyone, and welcome inside Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Bob Pompiani here. Matthew Harkins is back at the studio. He'll be taking your calls, and he'll put you on with me if you'd like to discuss anything in sports. Feel free to call 412-928-9370. That's also the number of the Edgar Snyder & Associates fan text line. Edgar Snyder & Associates reminds you to text responsibly. You can follow this radio station on Twitter at 937 fan, driven by Jim Shorkey Kia, Pittsburgh's number one Kia dealer. Shop all three locations at com. All right, so we have, uh, it's a lot of football this weekend, actually. Uh, starting with last night and continuing through today with all these college championships, We'll get into them in a second, but we'll begin today with the Pittsburgh Steelers and all that ails them and what they need to do to change the dynamic moving forward. The Steelers will play a Monday night game at Cincinnati. This is the first normal week they have had in about a month. Uh, And obviously that scheduling, which has changed and moved around almost at will, I think had a little bit to do with what you saw on the football field. That's no excuse. That's just a factor, and there is a difference there. The other factor is... Either they continue to ignore the run game, or they just don't believe it's going to get better. Do you see a fix out there in the run game? And if so, call me with what you think it should be at four one two nine two eight ninety three seventy. James Conner was uh, banged up with a quad. I'm not sure if he's going to play or not. Questionable at this point. They have a lot of injuries. There's no question about that. But if they should win, they clinch. Although they may already clinch when they take the field. If Cleveland should lose to the New York Giants. And that's a game at MetLife Stadium that means a lot to the Giants. You know, they're fighting to try to win a division there. They're 5-8. and eight. The Browns are coming off a loss at home, 9-4. Very entertaining loss, by the way. If you saw that game on Monday night uh, against Baltimore, uh, one of the better games of the year, in which the Ravens and Browns went back and forth in the fourth quarter, exchanging scores left and right. And finally, it was Baltimore that won that game on a big pass by Lamar Jackson to Marquise Brown right after Jackson came back from uh, you know, a toilet trip, which clearly was a toilet trip. You know, I <laughs> we do a lot of analyzing in sports. If you analyze the way he was hobbling to the bathroom, you knew that's what it was, right? right. Some people want to say, well, it was some sort of uh, leg injury or inner thigh or whatever. That was a desperate plea to get to a toilet. I've been there. I've done it. And I'm sure a lot of you out there have done it. I've done it on the golf course when there's nowhere to go. <laughs> but Lamar Jackson came back just in time. McSorley had gotten hurt. He races back and took care of business there and then took care of business on the field with that uh, 44-yard touchdown to Brown. Uh, Baltimore's an intriguing team. And no matter where the Steelers you know, end up in this ASC uh, picture, they're going to win the division. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, and then likely will not get the number one seed because of these two recent losses to Washington and last week to Buffalo. But I think they're going to be in a position where obviously they'll be at home for one game, but they're going to have to play in that wild card weekend. No matter who who you have in that situation, it's going to be a tough game. I don't think there's any question. And I'm going to pose a hypothetical question here today. We talked a little bit about this last week, but I think it was a little bit too premature. But now it's getting a little clearer. If the Steelers should wrap things up this week and win an AFC North, what do they do with some of their important players, starting with Ben Roethlisberger? Are you of the belief that he deserves some time off? And it's not because he's 38. It's more because his elbow has gone through an awful lot. There's a lot of wear and tear on that elbow that took place this year. He's thrown the ball an awful lot. His knee was bothering him. It's a good opportunity at home against Indianapolis. Maybe to give him a day off. The Steelers typically will not do that, and I don't think Ben would like that to happen. To be honest, but I also think it may be prudent given the fact there hasn't been a bye week, and they haven't had a lot of downtime. If they had, it's been interrupted by a thought that they would play on a uh, Thursday. Then it, thought they're going to play on a Sunday. You get ready for that. Then it's pushed to Tuesday. Then pushed to Wednesday, and it's not really much downtime from that regard. So. I'm wondering what you think about that. There are certain guys who I think would need it. We've seen Chase Claypool when his uh, snaps go down. And I think that could be by virtue of just being a rookie who hasn't been used to this much football over his career, and they're trying to just safeguard him. But what's your take on that? 412 928 9370. You'd like to hear it? I'm of the belief that I think at one of those games that Roethlisberger should get a week off. And I don't know if it's that one or the one afterwards in Cleveland. It depends on what's, you know at stake. If somehow the Kansas City Chiefs should lose to New Orleans on Sunday, and that game, by the way, you'll see 425 on KDKA. That's a good one. That's the marquee game of the week. And Drew Brees is expected to start. Now he's not 100%, but he had 11 broken ribs, fractured ribs. He also had a collapsed lung, and apparently he's going to go this week. We'll see what that means. We'll see if the Chiefs can pressure him a little bit, but The Chiefs are vulnerable in the run, and Alvin Kamara and company can run. So I think uh, that'll be an intriguing game. And if Kansas City should lose it and the Steelers should win, all of a sudden now things become a little bit more important as you move forward. But if Kansas City wins that game, you know I'm not so sure the Steelers have much of a chance at all to get the number one seed. And therefore, I would think about preserving some of my more important guys who are banged up. And if you're legitimately banged up, then I think obviously you have to take that into account. Four one two, nine two eight, ninety three seventy. This week it's the Cincinnati Bengals, a team that continues to just be awful. Of course they had the terrible blow there losing Joe Burrow to the injury. Uh, and he's done for the year. And what a ugly injury that was. So it's either going to be Brandon Allen or Ryan Finley, a quarterback. And no matter who it is, I don't expect them to do much if at all against the Steeler defense, even though that Steeler defense has been beat up a lot. Although Vince Williams, coming back from COVID, I expect that he should be ready to play. Haven't heard anything updated on that. But he's a big part of what they do inside, especially for as, you know, banged up as they are on the inside when it comes to linebacker. Avery Williamson played his most expensive, uh, extensive time this past week, and he played well. And he's a veteran, so he would do that. You would expect that to continue. 412-928-9370. So I want to talk about that, certainly, and your thoughts about the Steelers. And what else is bothering them? The drops are one thing. They have to change. Those drops have come at critical times. If you look over the last four weeks, drops have happened. 65% of them on third down plays, which could have changed drives. That's how bad those drops can be. Deontay Johnson, Eric Ebron lead them in drops. Deontay Johnson was benched. He apparently was fine with that. Mike Tomlin gave him praise for not pounding, just getting back to work in the second half, and he seemed to shake that off. He needs to not drop... And Eric Ebron, um, you know, if it's not a drop, it's a penalty. He he offers a lot in the in the pass game. There's no question. I think mean, he has 51 catches, but also the drops are killers. The penalties are killers. The blocking is a killer when you don't have a lot of it in a run game that demands it. All right, we'll talk about that. I also want to talk about the NHL because all I want for Christmas is some hockey. I put that on my list and. It looks like we're going to get our wish. It won't be for Christmas, but it'll be by January the 13th, as the NHL, its owners and players have tentatively agreed on an arrangement for a 56-game schedule that would begin on January the 13th. And it would require, of course, a lot of realignment with divisions and teams. I'm going to go through that as I go along here. But um, it's going to make it very difficult, I think, for the Pittsburgh Steelers or Pittsburgh, Steelers. Pittsburgh Penguins to qualify for the playoffs in the division, which we'll talk about. In the meantime, though, we have a caller on the line. Let's get to Larry, who joins us on the cell phone right now. Larry, good morning. How are you today?
3: Bob, how are you? First and foremost, I want to say, um, let Lisa and the girls know that Mary and I say happy holidays.
2: We'll do that. Same um, to you, Larry. Yeah, I
3: de- I'm, I'm doing well, sir. I, I definitely wanted to talk about the NHL. I was, I was actually kind of shocked to see... That they came to an agreement. Uh, unlike the other major sports, the NHL really struggles um, with their money because they don't have the same type of, you know, um, TV contract that basketball, football, and baseball have. You know, and it's and it, I was surprised, to be honest with you, that they're actually going to play a season this year. Um, I am excited about the fact that. I really hope that a Canadian team wins the Cup this year because they'll win the Cup not being in Canada. And I think that's so funny, in my opinion.
2: Uh, Well, it's not determined yet, Larry, about where they're going to play, but it's going to be an uh, all-Canadian division, one of the divisions, and there's thought that at this point the NHL doesn't know if Canada will allow them to compete or cross over, and if that's not the case, then they're going to have to play in the United States potentially. Just like if you watch the Toronto Raptors of the NBA, they're playing in Tampa right now, and that's going to be their temporary home because, again, the NBA doesn't want anybody coming in and out of their country, or Canada, I mean. So that's that's a little bit of a disturbance, but at the same time, they've gone through a bubble, all these teams, or at least most of them have. They understand what's at stake, and I'm not willing to say that they're going to go through the entire season like this. I do believe that with the vaccines on the way, with optimism hopefully growing, with a, a number of cases retreating, I think you're going to see people in the stands. I think the NHL is, is gearing for that at some point.
3: I I, I, I hope you're right, but I, I really believe that's wishful thinking. I I, I don't see uh, fans getting into the buildings at this point until mid-summer, at, at the earliest, in my opinion. Um, and I, I really do think that, you know, uh, like I said, I was shocked that the NHL – The NHLPA and the owners came to an agreement. I really thought the season was going to be scrapped.
2: Well, they all want to play, Larry, and when you want to play, you'll get things done. They're motivated, and I've said that from the beginning back in March. I thought all of these sports would play. It would certainly never look the same, but it would get done one way or the other, and we're seeing that. Larry, thanks, and Merry Christmas to you and your wife. We appreciate it, and I hope you have a nice ride wherever you're going. 412-928-9370 is the number. I'm going to talk about those divisions when I come back. Uh, because the penguins are in a very interesting one if this plan is you know move forward here they're going to have a tough tough situation trying to get into the playoffs and i'll explain that when i come back the number to call is 412-928-9370 you can also tweet me at kd pump we have a lot to get into today uh and these college football championships are interesting and some of the uh you know the the playoff four teams there's a lot of debate out there that happens if Notre Dame loses a close game to Clemson. I want to talk about what that may mean. Is Notre Dame in regardless? If they get blown out, are they in? We'll talk about that and more as we come back. 412-928-9370. I sure your calls about the Steelers, the NHL, the college football playoffs, whatever else you want to talk about is fine by me. We're back with the Matt Harkins back at the studio. He is on the ones and twos, and you can call him at 412-928-9370 and air your opinions. Also hit me up on Twitter at KDPomp. Our show is brought to you by the good people of Allegheny Health Network doing a great job on the front line of COVID care at AHN. Also PNC Bank Make Today the Day. Driven in style by number one Cochrane Go One Better at Number One Cochrane. Shenderobich, Shenderovich and Fishman. Remember they've got your bag, not your wallet, and Ireland Contracting. They are the title sponsor of the Ireland Contracting Nightly Sports go on Pittsburgh C W. After Steeler Games, when we have them on CBS and Every night, seven nights a week, 1035 on Pittsburgh CW. Also want to remind you, the best place to hear about every black and gold football before every game is the Black and Gold Game Day on 93.7 The Fan, presented by J.P. Roofing and Siding and Tri-State Office Furniture. Three hours before every game, we have you covered with all you need to know from around the league with our black and gold experts. It's brought to you by Morrison Kitchen and Bath Armstrong Business Solutions, Yinzers in Deburg, 412 928 928- Ninety-three seventy. is the number to call, and if you would like to uh, opine about the Steelers, and potentially after they clinch, if they clinch this weekend, should they rest some of their veterans. Also, as I said, as a tease going into that last break, I want to talk a little bit about the NHL and this uh, plan with division realignment. It has to happen just because of the limitations and restrictions that we have seen. So they would have four divisions according to the proposal that I see here. And again, this needs to be voted on. This needs to be talked about. The Penguins would be in the Division One, and there would be some crossover people from other division. you know, the Atlantic moving into the Metro in a combination. But this is what it would be. Boston, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, New Jersey, New York Islanders, New York Rangers, the Flyers, and the Capitals. Now, this is how it's going to work. The top four teams in each division qualify for the playoffs, and then the division champ will go into the Stanley Cup semifinals. So Division one, Division two, II, Division three, Division four. The other division in the eastern part of it would be Carolina, Columbus, Detroit, Chicago, Florida, Minnesota, Nashville, Tampa Bay. So again, the top four qualify for the playoffs. They'll determine a division champ. That division champ becomes a Stanley Cup semifinalist. And when you look at the Penguins, a very good team, no doubt. But the Flyers are up and coming. The Rangers are up and coming. I think the Islanders are what we've seen from them, a tough opponent. Boston and Buffalo. Now, Boston's a perennially good team. Buffalo, there's a lot to like about what Buffalo has. New Jersey pretty much stinks, so I'm not going to even put them into it. But the Capitals, now they just lost, you know, Henrik Lundqvist. They signed him. Next thing you know, he has a heart ailment. He's going to not be able to play this year, so that leaves Elias Samsonov and who else, I don't know, as their their goaltending. So that could affect them. So, again, Boston, Buffalo, New Jersey – Islanders, Rangers, Flyers, Penguins, Capitals. That would be the division. Now, what do you think about that? Do you like it? Let's find out what Bob in late trove has to say. What's up, Bob? How are you? Hello, Bob. Yeah, go ahead, Bob. Okay, first
3: I'd like to say thanks for taking my call, and Merry Christmas to you and your family.
2: You too, thank uh, you. Uh,
3: As far as the Steelers risky players, I'm all in favor of that. However, I think we need to wait to see what Kansas City does with New Orleans tomorrow. Because there's still a chance for the Steelers to get the number one seed. And should Kansas City lose to New Orleans, I think the Steelers would get the number one seed if they went out.
2: Am I accurate in that? I don't think so. They would both have a division. Yeah. The reason is, is the Kansas City would lose to an NFC team in New Orleans, so that loss right. does not have the same effect as an AFC loss would have. I understand well, we have a loss to to Washington, so uh, they also but I think there are, there's a sequence of tiebreakers that put it in favor of Kansas City, and it goes down the list so it's it's common opponents it's it's schedule it's all the stuff that quite frankly, I don't have all the numbers in front of me, but I from what I understand, Kansas City would still be that team. But I understand what you're saying. If they're still alive for it, you want to play for it? Absolutely. Because you never know what's going to happen. There could be an injury along the way. You know, what happens if Patrick Mahomes is out for a couple of weeks? Is that What does that team become? He's that important. All these quarterbacks are very important to them. We've seen it. But the point is, if they're still alive, I get your point. I'd play. But I think you also have to pick your spots. If Ben Roethlisberger is having any sort of issues, You want to make sure he's 100% or as close to it as you can for the postseason. That's the whole goal here. All right, Bob, thank you for the call. We appreciate it. And Merry Christmas to you, too. But Kansas City, you know, is favored in this game, and they should be. I'm not sure what to expect, to be honest, from uh, Drew Brees in his first game back, from all of these broken ribs and, and you know, the lung situation, that's not easy to come back from, from any age, especially when you are his age, 30, uh, 40 years old. Is that what he is now? So, I mean, Drew Brees is a guy that uh, means everything to New Orleans. Their defense, however, has played well. I've watched enough of their teams lately to know that uh, their defense is number one in a lot of different uh, compartments uh, comp- there that make them a team that you don't necessarily want to play if you're a good offense, because they can shut you down. Although this offense that Kansas City has is one of the best that you're going to find, as long as they're continued to be healthy. Uh, Tyreek Hill has 16 touchdowns. He's unbelievable. Travis Kelsey leads, I believe, all AFC receivers, or at least tight ends. And I know he leads tight ends in reception yardage. I think he may be up there uh, even in the top of all receivers. I mean, he's having that kind of year. Um uh, and not to mention other guys, you know, uh, Clyde Edwards Allaire has been terrific for them. They got a tough team to try to stop. And every game you watch, and you watched the one last week in Miami, even though Miami had their moments where you thought maybe they could pull it off, Kansas City can rattle off 25, 28 points in, you know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. They can do it. They're that good. But the Steelers, to me, if they end up playing in that first round, uh, which is likely at this point, it doesn't really matter who they play. They're all going to have good all these it could be Cleveland, it could be Baltimore, it could be any like that. Uh it'll be at home, which I think helps. Some people say oh, that's not a big help in this, you know, pandemic environment. Well, you don't have to travel. You have everything there right for you. Your your, you know, habits are the same. <clears throat> you don't have to go on the road and deal with all that stuff and all the protocol that comes with trying to stay at a hotel these days. So that's an advantage. But again, I would if I clinch it and if I know I don't have a shot at the number one seat, I'm going to rest certain players. I think you have to, given how long this season has been. Let's go out to Bob and Jeanette. What's up, Bob? How are you?
4: I'm doing good, Bob. Uh, a couple things I want to touch on. Uh, one, I was just laughing when I called in. Uh, I used to call you on a nightly sports call one night that disguised my voice, and I was sitting with my friend's dad, and he goes, say you're from Biddle. That was about 17 years ago, but it's still <laughs> funny to think back on that. Um yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you and your family. Uh, you with the Steelers, it just seems like everybody jumps off them. They're 11-0 thinking that this team is like, you know, the 49ers from the 80s or a Steeler team from the 70s, a Cowboy team from the 90s. You know, just this team that's going to be unbeatable. Too much has been talked up. People thought this was the best receiving crew we've ever had. I honestly, you know, don't get that because you had two Hall of Famers in the seventies plus, uh, Benny Cunningham, who was a very capable tight end in the nineties. You had Hastings, Mills, Big uh, that receiving core back in the ninety five season was pretty good. These guys are young guys. There's just too many drops. Claypool people wanted to build him up like Randy Moss. And it's like, I just don't see that, uh, the lack of the running game is what's hurt us. And then you're missing. Two key guys on defense with Dupree and Bush, and that's that's gonna that's gonna hurt you. But I, I think the Steelers can, you know, they they can overcome this. But they got three games to do it because, as we've seen this year, anything's open. And I think to myself that uh, why not? I mean, they have the opportunity to get their seventh trophy this year. I think Green Bay will be tough. Kansas City, those are I think the top two teams.
2: Oh, I have That's a question, Kansas on City, Bob. Yeah, I mean, to me, there's a separation between Kansas City and the rest of the AFC. As long as Patrick Mahomes is healthy, I see that as the difference. You know, Kansas City has stood that test of time all season long. They've, they, they've really, I think, performed extremely well against good teams. And, um, you know, to me, if you put Pittsburgh with the rest of the AFC contenders, I think the Steelers have as good a chance as anyone to get to the Super Bowl. It's the Kansas City factor that will be in place. Kansas City helped themselves last year, and I, you know, and this year, when they're down, they don't panic at all. A lot of it has to do with last year. They trailed in every one of their playoff games, and they came back. Some of the deficits were big deficits, and they erased them rather quickly. So that team is the one team that you have to watch out for. A lot of, team ha- a lot of people have jumped off the bandwagon, but I think a lot, of team, a lot of people were not on the bandwagon to begin with. There were a lot of national people and some local people who looked at this and said 11-0 and is not as strong 11-0 and as you want it to be. Listen, I'm in the. I I belong to the camp that if you win, you win. There are a lot of ways to win, and when you're winning, that's the ultimate stat that you're looking for. So they had 111. You know, the Washington game was one I kind of saw coming. I I liked them in a close game. I still thought the Steelers would win, but I thought it would be tough given the way Washington had played. You know, last week was disappointing because I thought they had reconnected themselves, Uh, but the injuries took over. The uh, lack of a run game once again just really made it difficult. And the inability to go over the top, or the, the choice not to go over the top, I should say. I think Ben Roethlisberger uh, you know, needs to, to do more of those kind of plays. I think the team needs to call more of those kinds of plays. If for no other reason to back some of these safeties off of the line of scrimmage, where they're packing the box and making it tough for everything. When you have a short passing game, and we saw in the pick six last week by Buffalo, you better make sure those passes are exactly where they need to be, or else they could be because everyone there's. It's a very crowded ten yard area based on that pass game. Four one two nine two eight ninety three seventy. Thanks, Bob, and all the best to you. I want to remind you that Radio.com is your home for holidays with over twenty free stations playing Christmas music all day long. There are a variety of stations, whether you like the classics or the holiday hits from today's artists. Catch Countryfied Christmas, Christmas featuring holiday hits from Garth Brooks, Luke Bryant, Nashville's biggest stars. Start listening at radio.com slash holiday or the radio.com app. I also want to tell you, as we go to break here and get your calls in, we continue to 1 o'clock today. We keep rolling along until 1 o'clock right here on 93.7 The Fan. Bob Pompey, show is brought to you by Allegheny Health Network, PNC Bank, number one Cochran, Shandarovic, Shandarovic and Fishman, and Ireland Contracting, We thank all our sponsors for all the good work over the course of the year, and we appreciate their sponsorship. I want to remind you also today, it's a big weekend of stuff on KDK-TV. Tonight we have the Mike Tomlin Show, and that takes place after the late news on KDK, maybe on a little late tonight because of Alabama-Florida, which is the SEC championship game. That's coming up at 8 o'clock. And then tomorrow we have the Steelers kickoff program, 11.30 a.m. on KDKA-TV. We wrap it up with the number one Cochran Sports Showdown. That's tomorrow night, 11.35. Of course, game day this week is a Monday against the Cincinnati Bengals, who are 2-10-1. and So, talking about Kansas City now, they have the Saints at New Orleans. And then another NFC game, Atlanta at home before they end with the Los Angeles Chargers at home. Um, you know, worst-case scenario... To me, they're going to go 2-1. and one. I just don't see anything more than that available for them. Uh, that's a team that is going to be the number one team uh, in the AFC going into it. There's no question about that. Then you look at the matchups based on where they are right now. If this were the end of the season, it would be the Steelers hosting the Miami Dolphins in the first round. So you have Tua Tango Vailoa coming into town, and a, and a very much improved Miami team. The other matchups would be Buffalo, a 3 seed, against India, a 6 seed, and Tennessee, a 4 versus 5, which right now is Cleveland. That can change. Baltimore may get in, and that could be a very dangerous team. If all the expected teams win there, the next round would be Kansas City against Tennessee, and the Steelers against Buffalo. The Steelers would have home field in that game. So... Uh, that's how it stacks up right now. But a lot can change, as we've seen on a regular basis here <laughs> with regard to the NFL. 412-928-9370 is that number to call if you have something you'd like to talk about with regard to the Steelers. I want to get into Juju Smith-Schuster in the next hour. A lot of you have uh, tweeted comments about his TikTok dancing on logos. We'll get into that. I've also asked the question, if you were Mike Tomlin, would you rest certain players if you clinch the division and if you know you're not going to get the number one seed? 4129289370 is the number to call. So I wanted to talk about these other divisions. I started down that path and I never got a chance to finish it, but I'd be curious your your take on NHL with this realignment. So, Division 1 and Division 2 would be in the East. Division 1 would have the Bruins, the Sabres, the Penguins, the Flyers, the Capitals, the Islanders, the Rangers in New Jersey. Four of those seven teams will make the playoffs. Or no, is it 8 teams? Four of those 8 teams will make the playoffs. And then within that division, you have to win the division to get to the Stanley Cup semifinals. Division 2 would have Carolina, Columbus, Detroit, Chicago, Florida, Minnesota, Nashville, and Tampa Bay. Division 3, now these are Western Conference. Anaheim, Arizona, Dallas, the Kings, the Sharks, the Blues, and Vegas. Those are non-Canadian teams. Division 4 would have all the Canadian teams, which would be Calgary, Edmonton, Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto, Vancouver, and Winnipeg. So I think the Division (laughs) 1... That would be the hardest one, and the Penguins are right smack in it. And they've had a consecutive streak at making the playoffs, which got done last year, and it would be hard for me to see them qualify this year. No guarantees there. The Flyers are good. The Rangers are good and getting better. The Islanders have proven to be solid. Then you bring in Boston and Buffalo. Buffalo not so much, but Boston's always a team you have to deal with, not to mention the Capitals. That would be interesting to see what happens. But I do like the concept of doing it that way. You know, we've seen in the NBA that Toronto Raptors had to move out of Canada, so they're now playing down at Amelie Arena in Tampa. And that's where they're going to start the season. The NBA season, by the way, is going to begin uh, next Tuesday already. Uh, so that's uh, happening quick. They, they had a plan in place 71 days after they crowned a champ. Boom, they're right back at it. Uh, and they're going to start in their home arenas. No fans to start, but they're optimistic of getting – uh, fans at some point. And I think people need to be more optimistic than they are right now. Uh, it's been a really rough 2020. There's no question. But I think the fact that now there are two vaccines on the market, and Pfizer and Moderna, that means there are going to be a lot of distributions. And once people get these, and you should get them. I know a lot of people don't want to get them. I would get them. And I think all these sports teams want these uh, players to get it. But if they can't, and none of them want to be jumping lines over people who really need them. But if you can't, uh, then the way they have you know, presented their case that they can handle this pandemic with minimal cases, I think, is, is a good thing. Yeah, there have been cases, but I think largely uh, most teams have been able to deal with them and move forward, and that's what they're going to be faced to do. A lot of people thought the NHL wouldn't even bother with a season. Uh, I wasn't one of them. I think they need to play. They know the players want to play. The teams are going to get clobbered uh, when it comes to money. I get all of that. They need fans and hopefully at some point of the season they will get fans. And I think once this uh, vaccination process begins and you see a lot of it going on, I think you're going to be able to see fans in games at some point. Don't know when that point is, but I think you will. All right, so if you have a call about hockey, let me know what that would be as well at 412-928-9370. Hit me up on Twitter, at Pump. A lot of people have done that. Um, And this is from... I think it's Luke. Not sure. Yeah, Luke, who says that Division One is going to be difficult. The Penguins may be on the outside looking in. Their team is minus Matt Murray. Does that make them better? Well, first of all, Matt Murray depends on what Matt Murray you're talking about. I wish him nothing but the best. Uh, but we did not see the same Matt Murray that we saw in his first couple of years when he just, you know, was the star of the stage in terms of goaltending and, and they won back to back championships. His play has gone down ever since. Tristan Jari has gone the other way and that's why they made that choice. And there are a lot of reasons to make that choice. You know, Ottawa's a team that's rebuilding. They have money to spend. Uh they need a goaltender. That makes sense for them. But at the same time, the Penguins have a lot of other concerns that they need. Uh you know, they're soon going to be talking about <laughs> The same stuff that the, you know, the Steeler complaints are out there about, well, is getting older, what do you do? You know, Same thing is true of Crosby and Malkin. They're getting older, but they're still pretty good players, and they're still at the top of the game in terms of what they can do. It's about who's with them. It's about who you know, can certainly be uh, adding to their lines, and I think they have some good players. I think John has done a good job adding on. But I think when you look at this division, this is, a, this is going to be a tough division. It's, it's real. I mean, I love the Islanders team. I think the Rangers has started over. They were transparent with that. They said, we're just going to clean out, start over, bring in young people, and then add on through free agency. The Flyers could be as good as any team, to be honest. I, I like the makeup of their team. That's you know, blasphemous to say, but objectively they are. Capitals, you know they, they're going to hear the same criticism the Penguins are going to hear. They're getting older. Their core is older. You could say that about Boston as well. I think teams like the Islanders, the Rangers, the Flyers, and even Buffalo, I would throw them in there. I think they're a team you have to watch out for. 412 928 is the number. Uh, Uncle June on Twitter hits me up at KD Pomp and says, It'll be interesting to see if Penguin fans will support a team in decline moving forward in the future. I think it'll go back to 5,000 a game. I don't think that at all, Uncle June. I think they, you know, this is, I've always thought of Pittsburgh as a hockey hotbed, and I understand when things don't go well, then all of a sudden, you know, some people aren't driven to come out to games. I still think there are enough hockey fans here. Uh, and I see that in television ratings, I see it with attendance. And yes, it won't be the same down the road, but they're going to have to factor that in as they move forward. Not just currently, but also in the future. And that, this is the same thing that any, any sports franchise that has older players. You have to start planning for it. Which is interesting because I just saw this a couple of days ago, and maybe you did too. You know, mock drafts are big this time of the year uh, for football. And one of them, CBS Sports, has the Steelers at the 30th pick taking Kyle Trask, the quarterback from Florida, who you could watch on on Is it time to draft a quarterback? And if you're going to go deep into the first round, is it worth it there? You know, to me, there are a lot of quarterbacks available in this draft, but I'm not so sure that a lot of these guys beyond uh, Fields and Lawrence are going to be the real deal. I don't know. They have to make that determination at some point. Anyway, we have a lot more to talk about at 412-928-9370.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.